This is Recruiting Daily's Recruiting Live podcast, where we look at the strategies behind the world's best talent acquisition teams. We talk recruiting, sourcing, and talent acquisition. Each week, we take one overcomplicated topic and break it down so that your three-year-old can understand it. Make sense? Are you ready to take your game to the next level? You're at the right spot. You're now entering the mind of a hustler. Here's your host, William Tincup. This is William Tincup, and you're listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Today we have Robin on from Hire Suite, and our topic is how ChatGPT will turn recruiters into software engineers. And I've never talked about this, so I'm really, really, really excited to get Robin's take. Robin, would you do us a favor and introduce yourself and Hire Suite? Sure, and uh, and I'm very happy to be uh, on the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Uh, at last, because I've been listening to it as well. So thanks for well, it's you. Me. It's you and my mother, Robin. That's that's <laughs> the, the listenership is. <laughs> it's broad and wide. It's you and my mom. That's it. That's what we uh, got. Did, did she leave a review on Apple Podcasts? <laughs> I should get her too. Actually, that's a really I, good idea. I will. <laughs> that is um, a really good idea. I'm gonna do that because you know I'll go over over the weekend and she'll ask me questions from the week of podcasts. It's the craziest thing in the world, Robin. Like nice. I, That's like cool. she was like, I don't understand financial wellness. Now, what does that exactly <laughs> mean? I'm like, she's 86 years old. What why do you care? <laughs> Anyhow, go oh, ahead. Tell me tell me about hi, tell me a little bit about Hire Suite. Um yeah, so Hire Suite, we we created a company in 2016. So uh, seven years will be um uh will be blowing our seventh candle this year. Um and we've been through a lot of stuff, pivots, lots of things, but um the, the core of what we do remains the same. It's building software for recruiting teams. Um, and we started with lead generation, then it evolved into a recruiting CRM. And today we have two products. The first one is a talent marketplace. Uh, so private tech talents operating only in France. Uh, that's where I'm from. So yeah, you yeah. can probably say from the exit. Where, uh, where in France? So I'm originally from Bordeaux and, yeah. uh, and the, the company is based in Paris. Oh, very cool. My my son went over, was in Normandy for oh, uh, two weeks nice. uh, this, this summer and loved it, of course. Yeah, it's pretty cool. There's the um, the landing beaches. That was yep. pretty nice. Yep. Um, so, 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 yeah, company yeah. based in France, first product type marketplace. And the second one is a recruiting CRM. And I'm myself and based in the Bay Area, in San Francisco Bay Area, uh, in the city. And the second product is what we're now bringing to the international market, and it's a recruiting CRM to help recruiters be more efficient, meaning making more placement for agency recruiters or individual recruiters, or just making more hires for in-house recruiters. So it's a productivity software that helps uh, go after candidates, nurture talent pools, automate outreach, um, automate newsletters to candidates, get data. Um, yeah, recruiting CRM again. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I want to talk to you a little bit more about that, but we'll do a different mm-hmm. podcast on on just hire, <laughs> hire suite. But so tell me a little bit about your experience with ChatGPT. Uh, obviously, you're, you you understand technology a little bit more, uh, a little bit better than the average pair. But like, what do you what do you think of it right now? And in, in in this phase that we're kind of interacting with it. Well, the the cool thing is because I'm the um, the founder of this company, I'm basically paid to stay on top of trends. So I can train, I can look at everything, I can I can spend my time uh, talking to people about it. And it's basically part of my job. So I don't know if I understand it better, but at least I spend more time. 
Um, and since Harrisville inception, we always had about a third of the team working in data science team, um, especially on AI models, but not only AI models, because there's lots of stuff. And so we've been pretty uh, embedded into AI since 2016, looking at all the innovations, look all the technologies, uh, new technologies, the research, and see what we could implement in the product. So obviously, when uh, we heard about uh, GPT-3 and then ChatGPT, we were all ears and got pretty uh, deep into it. And that's how we got started with this and um, and how I got started with ChatGPT personally. So I'm not an engineer uh, from trade, I'm more of a business guy, but uh, then been investing so I program a bit. I've been investing a bit into ChatGPT, but mostly what's interesting to me is the not so much the R&D behind it and how it's built, but rather what you can do with it and the opportunities when you when you apply ChatGPT to very practical use cases. Uh, so that's how I got started into it. I started understanding what could be done, what could not be done. Um, it's easy to like the easiest use cases are drafting drafting outreach messages. That's also what we do in our product. So we uh, pretty pretty quickly implemented this in our products. Um, also drafting job descriptions, job ads. These are like the most basic use cases. Then people will want to use ChatGPT to do matching, like match a candidate to a job. Um, very like suspicious and cautious with this because, um, again, we've been building our own matching systems in tw- since 2016 and we know what it takes. We also know right. what the regulation takes. Right. Uh, you need to be very transparent and stuff. And, and then, so, yeah. No, go ahead. No, what's, what's interesting about the matching side is We've gone through different evolutions of matching, right? So mm-hmm. it started off with some some, some basic things, and uh, now it's gotten to skills and uh, and 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 even further into what you, potentiality. You know, what else do you want to do other than the things? So we know what you can do. We know what mm-hmm. we want you to do, uh, and do you have the skills to do that? The breadth and depth, and kind of the measurement, the skills testing, and all that that goes along with it. Okay, those things match. Here's what we need. Here's what you have. Got it. But then it's like the things that aren't there, that aren't explicit in either the job description or in the candidate's desire. Like that stuff's really fascinating to me. It's like, okay, how do we unpack the find and to find out a true match of of okay, what's not in a job description that should be? So mm-hmm. that's that's a that's a kind of a hiring manager recruiter kind of a, to figure out like, okay, what's not been said. That should be said, but also for the candidate, so that they actually do get matched to the right jobs. Understanding and, the things that maybe they don't say, you know, like like you know, like they don't they don't say, hey, you know what, I want to do, I want to get a master's degree. At the same time, I want to actually learn about AI. University of Texas has this MS in AI, and I want to give a master's degree while I'm doing this. Well, like, if we know that. <laughs> you know, if that's something that we can pull out or find out, et cetera, then we can also ma- use that to help ma- make a better match. Absolutely. And then matching, it's it's also all about the uh, preconception and biases of both yep. the candidates and the companies. And if you're, uh, I remember, so when we started Hire Suites, um, thought that my job was to bring candidates that were um, what the hiring managers uh, described to me. So we're looking for that person. Okay, let me go and find that person. But then I, I realized that the, the job of recruiters and the added value for recruiters is saying, actually, you believe that you need that, but let me show you people that 
that are not exactly these, but that will still fulfill your need. And then there is some sales element to it. Like, okay, that person, uh, she's a junior. She doesn't have exactly the right skills, but look at that and this. She could be a right fit because she's been actually passionate about the space uh, since she's a kid. Um, and this is not something that you can automate and, and not with like so, so there is a very deep element to matching. And then, but we are mo slightly moving away from the main topic for the podcast. But there is another example that was very interesting with our uh, higher suite, uh, with our experience at higher suite, is that matching is all about comparison as well. So if if I show you the best candidate possible, like that person is the the absolute hundred percent match for your job, but you only see that person as a hiring manager, you want to see more people, and maybe you'll even reject that person because you're you're. Um, your expectations are not right. And you're like, okay, that was easy. I got that person. Let's see 10 more of these people. And for now, let's just put that person on the back burner. I don't want to talk to them right now. Let's see 10 more people. And then that person is gone and you're um, we're with 10 people that are just less relevant. An experiment that we and led it, at Harris. Less with, well, I'm sorry to yeah. interrupt, Robin. The less relevant, it learns you're what was less relevant to you in that particular job. So, if if done well, if I if I understand where you're, the way you're the way you're going, let's say you have twenty, you pick ten. The ten that you we, we would historically call silver medalist, that it it now learns. Okay, what are the traits? What what are the silver medalists? What makes those silver medalists as opposed to the people that are gold medalists? And then the more you do that, the more it is actually trained within that within that job. That, no, is that, am I tracking? That, that, that's, so you, there, there are ways to build models that do this. And this is how you will build a matching system. That's how, how we do it. Right. But what, I was, what I was trying to say is that, so we had that experiment with Iris. Okay. We, uh, before when we used the lead generation model, so we had much more data, we'll say, okay, William, you're hiring someone. Um, let me show you a list of the top hundred people that are most relevant for you. Okay. I show you a list and you, you'll reach out to, and you'll say, okay, these people are good. These people are not good. And you're on average, reach out what we measure. You'll reach out to seven to 65% of those people. So the top 65. All right. And, and if we run that experiment to several people, we know, know who are the top 65. But what happens is if next time you come and instead of just showing you hundred people, I just show you the top 65 people, you'll still reach out to 65% of them. Because somehow when you're recruiting, you'll you you have this need of just saying, okay, that person is fine, that person is not fine, and you still need to eliminate some people. So now if I come to you and I show you the top 65 people, you'll only reach out to 50 people because you you have this uh unconscious need to compare people. Um, so that's also why it's hard to build a matching system. Do, do you see what I mean by that? Oh, 100%. 100%. We measure this. And then next time, if I actually show you the same 100 people, but then I add 30 people that are not relevant, you'll reach out to the entire 100 people right. and skip the 30 people. So there is no, like, you cannot have an absolute matching score because it's also about the biases of the person that will receive them. The, um, so that makes it very difficult. That makes it, that, that makes it, Required to be very explainable, which is right. which ChatGPT is not because it's very um, 
more of a black box. You don't exactly know what's happening with it. What do you think about uh, the potentiality of building uh, one to build their own large language model? So, and, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll use Beamery as an example. So Beamery, mm-hmm. um, I had them on a podcast at one point and they, I don't know, two or three years, they've been kind of in the background, kind of skunk works, trying to build their own large language model just for their customers. So just for hiring managers and recruiters and people that are using Beamery, candidates that are applying through Beamery, et cetera. So, I mean, first of all, it sounds fascinating. When I first when I first heard it, I'm like, oh, that's cool. So it can actually learn more about me. me you know, it's one of the fails of chat GPT in general is that it's not specific enough. It's not, you know, it's not nuanced enough or, or uh, it, it, it gives you, it's it doesn't go into the crevices where you'd like for it to, so I can understand why people would do it, but that that's also a heavy lift <laughs> to, yeah. build, to build your own large language model. Uh, yeah, that's not something you do overnight. A, B, it's still got to learn, it's still got to do all those things, and still not going to get to the point to your point where it's a hundred percent. Exactly. Um... Exactly, because there are big diminishing returns. Like, right. I don't think an LLM will ever be capable of building a matching system. And it can be good at tons of stuff, like generating jobs and, again, generating message and then generating code as well, which is uh, something that's very uh, uh, underappreciated, but very powerful as well. But I don't think it will be good at matching any because just not the right technology. And if you want to look into matching, there is there are other existing technologies. Um, and you can look at uh, text kernel, for instance, they build their own matching system. Yep. So yep. Uh, I wouldn't I I wouldn't go into building my own LLM because that's right. a lot of work. And then you also need the um, uh, the adjacent learning. So the fact that uh, ChatGPT was trained on I don't know Wikipedia pages make it better at writing stuff. So if you only train an LLM on um, job description, for instance, it, it might actually not be as good as a more generalist LLM. So the, the right approach will probably be fine-tuning an existing LLM, just saying, okay, we'll use existing technology and then we'll adapt it to our use cases. Right, 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 right. So one of the things I wanted to kind of track with you is the connection between recruiting and software engineers, right? So- mm-hmm. They're, they're learning as you have because you're doing it for the company. You're learning mm-hmm. uh, you know, all these things for the company. Um, but they're learning in real time. And they're learning how to actually use this. You, you said some of the easier cases, uh, messaging, job descriptions, job ads, things like that. Like, And, you know, what's fascinating about that is they're learning prompting, right? They're learning how to actually get it to where it's a good, you know, let's say it's a matches or it's an outreach and let's say it's a cold outreach, you know, this is someone I don't know. They don't know me and we've never had an interaction with each other. We, this would probably used to be, would be, be a LinkedIn in, in mail. Right. Okay. But how can I make it snazzy enough? How can I make it sarcastic enough? Or mm-hmm. how can I make it, you know, like have, they're learning all of that, the technical prompting uh, right now, which, which was, again, is great. And, and they're doing it while they're doing their job, which is also great. But where do you see that? First of all, what do you see in that? But where do you see that going? What what skills do they need to develop so that they can get the most out of ChatGPT? Well, there's I think there's two approaches to ChatGPT. The first one is just 
being better and faster. Um, I could write that outreach message, but maybe if I write it myself, I get a 25% reply rate. And if I use ChatGPT and iterate enough, I'll get a 35% reply rate. So that's just doing what I used to do, but faster and better. And then, uh, and and I think that's part of the training. You should look into it. You should look, uh, you can go to, there is a pretty good website. That's a nonprofit as well. It's called learnprompting.org. Helps you be a better prompter. Uh, a prompt engineer so that's that's skills that are necessary like you have to understand how to use ChatGPT to be faster and better but then there's an entire field that is not really touched on for now um which is using ChatGPT to do stuff that you didn't do before and actually so i did a whole webinar on this on how you can use ChatGPT to be uh, to become basically a software engineer so you used to be just a recruiter and now you can actually turn into a software engineer, write your own programs, write your own automation, your own scripts using ChatGPT. And I think that's interesting because once you save all this time, um, once you save all this time because you're now much more efficient, you know much faster, uh, you get more replies to your outreach. Well, what do you do with all this time? And I think it's interesting to look into not just doing more of what you already do, but doing new, uh, new stuff. And a very exciting opportunity for me is like, what will recruiter, uh, what will a modern recruiter look like in 10 years? And um, that will probably be a person that's way more um, autonomous, that can write their own code, their own scripts again. Right. That could be using ChatGPT, but that can also be using ChatGPT to write the scripts or the code or the program and then learn from it so that in the end you can basically write it yourself but still use ChatGPT but at least you you'll just um use ChatGPT as an accelerator of sorts right so if do you, for the audience's sake we're not just talking mm -hmm. about technical talent so recruiters that deal with mm -hmm. the recruiting software engineers so not to be confused we're talking about no. recruiters in the futures that are that are recruiting call center uh, exactly. employees, yeah. et cetera. It's, it's, it's so, so that the audience doesn't get confused uh, that we're not just talking about tech recruiting. We're actually talking no, about no, no. the technical aspects of recruiting becoming more sophisticated and, and, and uh, again, getting your time, getting some of your time back. Uh, so you can go deeper into like, I get this question all the time. I'm sure you do as well. It's like, well, will this all be, automated i'm like no no because at one point a human by and large wants to talk to another human a mm -hmm. and again not not at the beginning they want a lot of this stuff the the you know the calls to be automated they want this skills testing they want all the assessments they want everything to be sussed out then they want to talk to somebody and go tell me a little bit about the job maybe some of that can be automated great uh the hiring manager wants to get involved okay maybe some of that can be automated at the end, very end, before there's a job offer made, I, I don't see in the next five years candidates being totally comfortable or or companies being totally comfortable with without having some human-to-human -human contact. Now, will it happen much further past that? Well, yeah, we'll have flying cars at one point. So, <laughs> yeah, of course it will happen. But not. I don't believe it's in the near term. Now, I might be wrong about that. What do you have a take on that? Um, 
you know, I'm on on the um, on the subreddit. It's uh, I was trying to f- to find it, but something like recruiting or something like this. A person had an interview process with an AI, and he was like, "Okay, what what the fuck? What was happening there?" He was supposed to have an actual call with an AI, and the company gave it a first name and a last name, uh, the AI, and the candidate was just like, "Okay, no way, I'm going to join the company," and he dropped, and so. I, I I do believe that we should look at AI in in areas where it can help us be more efficient. Things that we already do that sometimes we don't do well. I don't know, like rejection messages, for instance. Very few companies send rejection messages. Maybe you can use AI to send more valuable to the candidate rejection messages. But then in the end, it remains a competitive process. So if you try to automate everything, and your competitor just has a human at exactly the right step, the right points to improve the conversion, they'll steal all the top talent from you. And then you end up being with a very efficient process, but just not hiring best people because your competitors decided to invest slightly more, have the human exactly at the right place, and then just close all the top people. And because it's a competitive process as well, sometimes you just need to invest 10% more And you you still get all the top people, right? You if you are just ten percent better, you'll still win all the deals. So in the end, one company will just hire everybody, and the other will just struggle hiring. So I don't believe uh, that AI will replace humans, and uh, and I don't think that candidates want that because candidates want information on a company, they want transparency, they want also respect, some kind of respect, be able to ask their questions. Um, so some AI, sure, uh, as long as it provides more uh, transparency, more respect, but you absolutely have to keep the human. Otherwise, your competitors will, and uh, and they'll steal all the top talent for you. So that's how you think about it. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm tracking the same thing. So advice you'd give recruiters right now, as they listen to this podcast, and my mom, uh, as they listen to this podcast, they're probably thinking to themselves, okay, how do I get started? Mm-hmm. How do I how do how do I kind of track where I should be? What like what should I be tracking towards, so that I'm, you know, learning. Some of it's you know, bumping into stuff and just kind of making mistakes, etc. But what's your guidance right now? Is to, to hey, listen, stop doing some of the things that you used to do, and slowly start to do these things so that you can get yourself maybe by the end of the year to this place. So my advice would be look at your work. Look at everything that you do and think. So look at everything that you do that has no added value. There are a lot of areas where a machine, a machine could do it. And you have to you have to automate yourself. Otherwise, other people will do it or your competitors will do it or your company will do it at some point. So look at where it doesn't add value and think of how you could automate it. And then look at all the stuff that you don't do and that you could do and think of a, a strategy to get there. And maybe it doesn't even require uh, ChatGPT. Maybe it's like um, spending more time in the intake meeting, the, the kickoff interview with the hiring manager. Uh, maybe you're just not spending enough time now. And maybe you could send a form to the hiring manager just prior to the meeting to get more information. So that could be stuff like this. doesn't have to be, don't think technology first, because now what I see a lot of people do is think technology first and like, okay, I have ChatGPT. What can I, where can I apply it to my work? But do the opposite. Look at your work. What's not adding value? What else could you be doing? And then look at the other ways that you can solve this. And then also remember 
that now sky is the limit. You can use ChatGPT to be a software engineer yourself. So if something's missing to your workflow, don't wait for a company to build it or don't wait for a team of software engineers to build it or a vendor to build it. You can build it yourself. Log into ChatGPT, ask it to write the code, and there are lots of ways to do it. Run basic code. So you can run basic code in Google spreadsheets, for instance. Um, it's called AppScript. You can also use Google's uh, there is something called Google Notebooks. It's called Google Collab. It allows you to run Python scripts in the cloud. Um, and again, even if you don't know anything about programming, this is the perfect perfect time to learn and to use. And you don't even know, you don't even have to know how to write the actual code snippets. Right. You can have ChatGPT just write it. You just need to define your needs. So start with the need. Uh, that it. would be my very long advice. No, end. it's great advice. It's great advice. It's freeing too. As you were as yeah. you were talking about that, I'm <laughs> like, you know, it's liberating that you can go and learn this stuff. Exactly. Uh, it's it's a mindset. You got to look at it not as work, exactly. but as something really really exciting. Like my job is now going to be more exciting because I'll have more control. I just need to learn some new things. Exactly. Great. Imagine that you're you're a software engineer. Mm -hmm. and a copywriter and a a designer at the same time so you have all those superpowers what can you do differently in your job now like you uh, you literally have the ability to um to to create paintings that are the quality of the best painters in the in the history of the world uh to create illustrations to create videos you have all these superpowers um you won't be replaced by AI. You'll just be empowered, but you have to embrace the fact that it's no all yours, but also all your competitors have these superpowers as well. So if you don't use them, you'll you'll end up being crushed. That's right. That's right. Drops mic, walks off stage. Robin, <laughs> thank you so much. It's been, I mean, a fantastic topic and uh, I love your take. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks, William, and I hope your mother will enjoy it as well. <laughs> well, I will find out. <laughs> I'll give you feedback. All right, and right. thanks for everyone listening. Until next time. You've been listening to the Recruiting Live podcast by Recruiting Daily. Check out the latest industry podcasts, webinars, 